On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Tim Brown from QCA about what you can do to be prepared for safety. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today is a brand new guest. I'm really excited to have him. Uh, Tim Brown, he's in a new role. He's he's executive director of QCA in the promotional products industry. Tim, thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Kirby. I'm excited that you asked me. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Cool. So let's jump right into it. I mean, you have a new role in our industry. So first of all, congrats. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So what's the overall vision? What's your overall vision for that position in the future? Uh, as far as the vision, you know, to start, I'm, I'm excited to, with the position. Uh, it's something that I've supported for a long time before, you know, with my history, I was at PPAI. Before that, I was worked for a large distributor. And when I was with that large distributor, we tried to drive a lot of our volume towards QCA. So I've always had a, a bit of a high there. Uh, and so getting an opportunity now to come in after I watch it start, grow, and now come in to kind of run things, um, obviously in conjunction with the board, but in this role, it, it, it's just exciting. And so I would say from a vision standpoint, uh, it's actually a pretty easy question, and I'm going to hope that will drag on too long about it, but okay. we, uh, I'm going to put a little bit of the background. You know, one of the things is why I supported it. It was a great product. Mm-hmm. It is a great product. I always believed in it. Uh, the problem or the concern is that marketing in the past and the vision for it, we've spent a lot of time really trying to get the industry to understand it, to grasp it, to get it, to see the value in it. And to, to do that has been more of an uphill battle, I would say. And I think that's what's kind of cycled QCA over the years. Uh, even people who before I was here, told me, hey, that's, I love it. I know why you're behind it. I know what you're doing. But until I see the need in the end buyer market for it or that they're even aware of it, I'm not going to put my dollars behind it. So when I came in, uh, my vision is to pr- make QCA mean something in the end buyer market. That's the short. What do I mean by that? Uh, I've already been to some end buyer events this, this, uh, this year, and I have several scheduled throughout the year. When I say end buyer events... American Marketing Association annual conference. Um, I was at ICPSO the other week, which is a, a product safety and compliance conference. I'm going to purchasing like a Institute for Supply Management and, and other things like that. One of their conferences where buyers, marketers, compliance experts are all in, in, in mass. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. exhibiting. I uh, have a booth. We exhibit. And these are little trade show halls. And, and it's an opportunity to, and in some cases even, I'm working with one right now and possibly another where I'll end up being a speaker as well. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to share the message, create awareness. That is my vision. Create the awareness because once they know, they're going to care. Right. And that's the feedback that I've received so far when I've been on the road that people are thrilled and the message is going over really well. So my vision is being validated. Let's put it that way. That's cool. Congrats. That's good. Yeah. So – so someone who is an individual, we're in the industry, we're watching this this uh, interview, how can an individual make a difference? Is it is it just about education or what what, do you, what advice would you give? There's education is key. Without the education piece, uh, 
you're going to struggle with this and it's not going to resonate. Uh, I think don't be afraid. Dive into the education. Take it. And it all takes time. And I'll elaborate on that uh, more in a minute. But in addition to education, it's really it's actually putting it into action. It's one thing to educate yourself, but you have to do something with that education. And so, you know, if you look at PPAI, I mean, I'm going to sing their praise. If I'm going to be a commercial for anybody today, it's going to be my former employer. Because the amount of education that, and, and, and materials and resources they have around this subject is, is incredible. Everything from best practices to webinars, you name it. Uh, and I spent the last two years of my career traveling all over the country teaching people about the Product Safety Aware Program. And it's four hours of, of people can do it. You know, we were doing it live, but you can also do it now, you know, and then via webinar. And it just gets you the basics. It gets you enough that, you know, even then some of it's a little difficult for a first-time listener. But, you know, you, you, you spend some time in that. There's articles out there. Uh, PPAI now has a little newsletter called Trusted. You can subscribe to that, and they give you little updates and little tidbits and links to articles. It's really about just taking some time and learning about this. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, when I uh, first got into it, um, when I was working for the distributor, I came from the healthcare industry. Okay. Rules, regulations, I worked in procurement and materials management. I came into promo and went, wow, this is great. I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. It's going to be smooth sailing. And uh, this was, I came in in 2007. My third day on the job, I was telling people I was on the expo floor. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the industry. Right. Uh, right. I was in charge of vendor relations. And by June, our director of corporate compliance, um, which was mostly social responsibility at the time, but it was coming to me and asking me about this thing that might be passed in the law called CPSIA. Then he's asking me about um, uh, Prop 65 and what are your vendors doing with all this? I had no idea what he was talking about. It was a foreign language. And as I called my suppliers, they were the same way. No one knew what was going on. And I was kicking, screaming. I was not wanting to deal with this at all. And... But I had no choice. So I figured it out. The more I figured it out, the more I figured, wow, this could be a great differentiator for us. And so we started using it that way. Well, then I evolved to really, truly embracing it, and which started from the differentiation standpoint. But then just what I can do for our industry. You know, I fell in love with the industry, and then I didn't want to see anybody. So I was volunteering at the regional level, at the national level for PPAI. Um, regional level at our, our local Intispa here, and doing whatever I could to try to help people understand it. So education is is key, and uh, the tools to, to start with, I, I just tell people, go to PPAI, start off slow, take the stuff, and they just have more information than you'll ever know what to do with. I like it. That's really good advice. So... My final question for you today, it's funny, I, I knew I was talking to you as a quality person, a compliance person, uh, someone you know, who might be process driven. And I thought, what inspires you to have fun at work? I thought that might be a different question for you. So what, what do you do for fun at work? Uh, well, I work from home. So that's a, that's a, I cannot complain. Uh, that's um, really a, a plus, so that brings some joy. My subject, let's be honest, it's not sexy. It's not exciting. 
And um, it, it's vitally important. Yeah. It's vitally important. But it's not something that creates a lot of fun. You know, you have to find ways to make fun in this. And, and the way I have fun with it, uh, the subject itself and the job itself. I have fun in the job because it's new. It's exciting. It's challenging. Um, I think a lot of people looking at how this thing has grown and where it is and where it could go, where it hasn't gone yet. I'm like, hey, Tim, you know, are you? You sure you think you can, can do this? Right. And I, well, I wouldn't have accepted the position if I didn't think I could. But that challenge of taking this organization to the next level and with our new approach and everything else is creating a lot of fun for me personally. Yeah. But it's fun yeah. when I'm out there now talking to end buyers and, and sharing our message with them. And, and they, get, they get it. And they have that aha moment. Oh, my gosh, never knew something like this existed. I never thought about where my promotional products come from. You're giving me something to think about. Yes, I want to protect my brand. Uh, so that's fine. Um, but it's going back to my original comment. When we get it to, to fun, the government gives me plenty to, to have fun with. It used to be I just got aggravated with it. When I go and I present, when I do presentations, I have so much content and so much fodder, and I have a dry, sarcastic sense of humor. And so um, the government, especially the state of California, Okay. Gives me plenty, plenty. As long as they keep writing laws the way they are, I'm going to have lots of fun doing presentations, and I will never tire of cracking jokes and using, uh, making them the uh, the butt of my jokes. That's great. I, I like that because you know it's funny. I, I, I you the more you read, the more you understand. I love what you said about this being a challenge, because the mm-hmm. the, the more you understand that, the more that people who have a purpose and have a drive are the ones that seem to have the most enjoyment out of their life. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it's laughs all the time, but that it is, you know, that you have something that you're driving towards and it sounds like you certainly have that. And so that's really, really cool. Um, well, Hey, you have answered my three questions. I give everybody the chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? I do. Um, and so I think a lot of your audience probably knows this, that you're a brewer. Um, that you, uh, I'm not sure how many know that you're opening your own brewery and, and taking that to the next level. Um, a lot of people, at least on my network list, know I'm a beer geek. And, and not a lot of them know that I brew. Awesome. So uh, beer guy to beer guy. Okay. And I would say let's say beer connoisseur to beer connoisseur. Right. Um, with the industry we're in. What have you learned with your new endeavor, or what have you learned in this industry, as well as through your program here with Delivering Marketing Joy, what have you learned and been able to apply to deliver marketing joy in the marketing of your new brewery that's about to open? Oh, man. That's a great question. Uh, And kind of multi-layered, right? So, uh, beer connoisseur to beer connoisseur, if you go to microbrews, if you go to places like this where there are tastings and where there's an atmosphere, and certainly those are popping up all over the country really fast, you'll know that swag is a huge part of it, right? Like, obviously, one of the things that, you know, the things that we do really resonate in that industry because people want to have a tangible memory from, even if they don't have a really great memory of it themselves, but if, if they have, you know, whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's a growler, whether it's a keychain, something where they can take something with them and kind of remember the great time they had. Uh, certainly, we're going to have some fun with that. The big piece is, and I've been preaching this for years, Tim, is that I think that we're living in a give-first economy. 
And, um, and so what I mean by that is that, that the businesses and salespeople and entrepreneurs who provide value first will win um, and tell a story and kind of engage people. Um, and I'm finding that to be wildly true. Um, the buzz that, pardon the pun, that I'm creating around Hosman Brewing through blogs, through uh, videos about, you know, there's like background videos of me brewing. Um, the same principles that I use here are resonating almost even more on the brewing side because people were fascinated by the process. You know that. And yeah. so, again, it's about providing them value and having fun and then providing behind the scenes. Everybody likes that behind the scenes thing. And that has been resonating so far. Now, you know, we'll see once I get my license and can actually sell beer, then we'll see if it's working. But but the audience has grown really quickly for it. So I think at this point, the the overall philosophy has proven to be true. So does that answer your question? That is a great answer. All right. Great answer. Well, cool. Well, Tim, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. I really appreciate it. And we'll have to do it again, okay? Fantastic. I hope we can. And I'm looking forward to stopping by Hassman Brewery. That sounds good. Well, that, that wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. 